Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, hello and welcome, friends, family, fans, all, everyone, everyone out in the universe. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Welcome to the show. I'm your host. It's Nick's Nerd News. This is episode, I think we're at 231, folks. 231 episodes. Today is October 12th. Yes, it's October 12th. So many things, so many things are happening. Movies are coming out again. Games are coming out again. We are... Headed for a fun-filled fall. Um, you know, as usual, thank you guys for listening week in, week out. Share, subscribe, like, downvote, upvote. Post it on a wall. I, I don't... Post it as a... Go break the rules where it says post no bills and, and throw it up there. I, I, I don't care what you do. Um, as long as you listen, right? It's up to you. It's up to you. Um, week in, week out, I appreciate you guys, as always. Um, some tech news happened this week. Obviously, we're not really going to talk about that. We really don't, usually. But if you guys are into that, just make sure you listen or look out for it on the internet because Google had an event, um, Facebook had an event, Microsoft had an event. Everyone had some kind of tech event in the last week. But anyway, without wasting any more time on stuff we're not going to talk about why don't we talk about what's going on in the happening no (laughs) what's going on in the movie in the video game world see look i'm even off my rocker i almost said movies never would we talk about movies first anywho so we had a pokemon trailer today showed off a new gym leader uh no one said she had new pokemon showing off but her hair pieces definitely looked like a baby version of Magnemite. If uh, I was a betting man. But I'm not. So I'm just going to assume that maybe it is. And no one just no one noticed. I could be wrong. Probably am. Anyway. Speaking of that. Uh, we've learned that the world's largest collection of Pokemon cards, figures, games... Everything is up for sale. Uh, It is up for auction. And they are expecting it. uh, This is per the BBC. They are expecting it to go up for 300 British pounds sterling. uh, 300,000 British pounds sterling. Excuse me. Um, It will be sold as a single lot at Hanson's Auctioneers. Uh, The guide price is between 250,000 pounds and 300,000 pounds. Uh, which equals out to be about just under 340,000 U.S. dollars. Uh, Includes merchandise. It's been verified by the Guinness World Records as the largest. Uh, It is a 25-year collection with 20,000 individual items. Uh, Like I said, games, plushies, collectibles, sodas, holy Jesus, cards. Some cards, I've never even seen some of these cards before. Toys, card packs, box decks, Pins, everything. God, if I had money, I would buy this. I'm not going to lie. 
um, if I was a billionaire. Uh, sellers remained anonymous. Um, just wondering, I wonder why they want to sell. Uh, but if you're in the market for a Pokemon collection and you have an extra 300 grand, you can buy that. Um, Overwatch 2 continues to be plagued by issues just under a week after launch. Unfortunately, it's got a ton of bugs now, um, which sucks. Um, people were pissed about the phone requirement, uh, which it's their two-factor authentication we talked about last week. And apparently, it would cut you out if you had certain like prepaid phone plans. Well, Blizzard is scrapping it uh, for a majority of people, but somehow it's still going to be included on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, Blizzard is actively apologizing for it. Um, they have promised fixes for the queues and more. They're giving away double XP. They're giving away, um, what was the other thing? Hold on. Um, hold on. Uh, and they're giving away free skins for the rough launch. Um, but again, problems continue to plague. They've actually pulled... Tor Torbjorn Bjorn and Bastion from the game due to their bugs, um, which is interesting because you don't have everyone doesn't have access to all the characters right away. Uh, still having server errors. This the SMS requirement for two-factor authentication. Um, they're, they're, they 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 want to fix everything, but again, I I don't understand how this all happens after the first game was working. Um. We'll see, though, if it affects the long-term life of the game and if it moves forward. Uh, we've learned that Fall Guys is getting a Star Trek crossover, of all things. You can live out your life as a Fall Guy wharf if you want, so be ready to beam up over there. Uh, Need for Speed Unbound was shown off and has a very anime feel for it. Um, not super hyper-realistic like we're used to, kind of, for Need for Speed. But the cars are still somewhat hyper-realistic. I don't know, it's giving me some Midnight Club vibes, but I'm personally going to hold off until I see reviews. Um, the Brazilian regulatory board that was looking into possibly stopping the Microsoft acquisition of Activision uh, has approved it. Uh, the CADE, or the Administrative Council for Economic Defense, weird... Thing, um, uh, has approved it without restriction, citing PlayStation's already dominant position within the, the industry, um, and Nintendo can compete without really needing Call of Duty. Uh, in a long public filing, they said, quote, investment in exclusive content is and always has been very important for the competitive dynamics in the console, console segment. Exclusive content, most likely one of the main factors responsible for positioning the PlayStation as a leader in the world console market for more than two decades a leadership that continues to this day, unquote. Um, they also went on to say, as already seen, Nintendo does not currently rely on any content from Activision Blizzard to compete in the market. In turn, Sony has several attributes. Strength of the world's leading brand for more than 20 years, extensive experience in the sector, largest user base, largest install base of consoles, robust catalog of exclusive games, partnerships with multiple publishers, third-party brand loyal consumers, etc., 
which should contribute to maintaining the competitiveness of PlayStation in a possible post-operation scenario, even in the face of possible loss of access to Activision Blizzard content, quote-unquote. Um, you know, Microsoft launched a website a couple weeks ago to, to talk about it. Um, Cade also went on to say in their conclusion, quote, In this sense, although it is recognized that part of PlayStation users may decide to migrate to Xbox in the event that Activision Blizzard games, and especially Call of Duty, become exclusive to the Microsoft ecosystem, SGK does not believe that such a possibility represents in itself a risk to competition in the console market as a whole, quote-unquote. It's interesting. Uh, as of right now, the UK and Brazil were the ones that had the biggest holdups, and it looks like the UK still do does. In doing so, uh, Microsoft has essentially gone all out. They've, they've as uh, I saw one outlet put it, put taken the gloves off. Um, in response to the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, they released a lengthy post, uh, especially to gamesindustry.biz, quote, saying, the suggestion that the incumbent market leader with clear and enduring market power could be foreclosed by the third largest provider as a result of losing access to one title is not credible, unquote. So Microsoft's saying, like, hey, we're in third place. We're not going to overtake them overnight. Um, Microsoft went on to say, quote, the PlayStation gamer base remaining would be significantly larger than Xbox, unquote, meaning even if they all left PlayStation for Call of, because of Call of Duty. Um, they also said, quote, in short, Sony is not vulnerable to a hypothetical foreclosure strategy, and the referral decision incorrectly relies on self-serving statements by Sony which significantly exaggerate the importance of Call of Duty to it and neglect to account for Sony's clear ability to competitively respond. Uh, while Sony may not welcome increased competition, it has the ability to adapt and compete. Gamers will ultimately benefit from this increased competition and choice, unquote. Um, Microsoft even went on to call themselves out, saying, like, we're really not in first place. Um... It's just, it's kind of funny. Um, they even said this, quote, Xbox as a platform, which is in last place in console, seventh place in PC, and nowhere in mobile game distribution globally, has no incentive to do this. Instead, its incentive is to encourage the widespread adoption of cloud gaming technologies by as many providers as possible to encourage the major shift in consumer behavior required for the cloud, cloud gaming to succeed, unquote. Um, they, they essentially just go off on the UK's board, the CMA, and Sony. Um, the, the, they, they, the CMA claims that it's going to harm the competitiveness. A lot of people are like, no. Um, obviously, they're afraid of consolidation, but they're like, this isn't going to slow PlayStation down. Um, Microsoft even countered by saying, quote, the CMA is concerned that having full control over this powerful catalog, especially in light of Microsoft's already strong position in gaming consoles, Operating systems and cloud infrastructure could result in Microsoft's harming consumers by impairing Sony's, Microsoft's closest gaming rival, ability to compete, as well as that of their other existing rivals and potential new entrants who could otherwise bring healthy competition through innovative multi-game subscriptions and cloud gaming services, quote-unquote. Um, obviously, Stadia just died, but Amazon's pushing forward their Luna still. Um... It's just, it's, it's funny to me 
that they're they're reduced to this squabbling um, over bullshit. And Sony is bitching and moaning mostly about Call of Duty. Jim Ryan's like, it's not adequate. Like, Microsoft already promised them to, to be there several years. And even in one of these reports that came out that Microsoft would only be hurting itself if it took Call of Duty off of PlayStation. So PlayStation either needs to get their panties out of a bunch. Um, I get it with, like, Bethesda and stuff, but those aren't exactly huge needle movers. I wouldn't call... Um, Elder Scrolls a console seller. Uh, I can see Call of Duty being that, but again, if it's on both, um, I, I don't know. But in all of this, we've also learned what Microsoft paid for um, Ark Survival and how they used it um, to get it on Game Pass, essentially. So, this is, um, this is per all that that's going on. Sony paid $3.5 million to put Ark Survival Evolved on PlayStation Plus in March, where Microsoft paid them $2.5 million to put it on Game Pass for six months. Um, as, uh, this is per Kotaku, a filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission by Snail Games USA. Um, they are the parent company of Studio Wildcard, who makes Ark Survival Evolved. Um, and essentially, it, it, it worked out how much they were paid. Um, so, Ark Survival Evolved, like I said, was on PlayStation Plus in March of this year. They, Sony paid $3.5 million for that. Um, March, 4th through, March 1st through April 4th. And then... Microsoft paid them $2.5 million to keep it on Game Pass for the first half of this year and $2.3 million to bring ARC 2 to the service when it launches. This is all per this SEC filing. Uh, neither Sony or the developers have previously revealed how much they've paid. Um, that's not normal for anyone to, to, to show that off. Um, but it's an interesting thing. So this... Let's go back here. So, um, Microsoft paid originally reached an agreement to feature Ark Survival Evolved on Game Pass for three years, starting in 2019, extending the deal later. Um, it then paid them 2.5 million dollars to feature Ark on Xbox Game Pass until June of this of this year, um, and then, like I said, 2.3 million for Ark Two. Um, that it would be featured on Xbox Game Pass for three years after its release. Um, wait a minute. Let's, uh, oh, I didn't know it was going to be three years. So that's that's interesting. Um, but so Microsoft paid less. But what it does is it uh, Arc, the developers behind Arc, then showed that they made a ton of money just in general. From gamers paying for things with it being on Game Pass. Uh, sadly, though, it looks like they don't—they didn't give the exact numbers for if they made any revenue off DLC or, or anything like that. Um, we got our first trailer for the Super Mario movie, and I know it's not in the movie section, but it's the video game section. Jack Black's Bowser is amazing. 
uh, literally amazing, near perfect. And we finally get to hear, not totally, uh, but we finally get to hear Chris Pratt's Mario voice. And to be honest, it's got a little bit of a New York in it. Like, uh, hey, going to the Mushroom Kingdom over here. You know, like, uh, hey, you guys want a mushroom? I got it off the back of a truck from my brother Luigi. Like, he's he's talking like that almost. And, hey, uh, you know, Goomba's over there. I got to fight Bows over there, over here. Hey, yo. Because he says, uh, it's just the way, the inflection in him, in his voice in some words, that gives that, you know, streetwise over there guy, you know, this uh, New York, Brooklyn type accent. I don't know if that's right. I think that's more offensive as I talk like this. No, if you ask me, I, I don't think that's right. I think, honestly, I think they should have stuck with just a regular, like, Italian, stereotypical Italian accent. That like Charles Martinet does for Mario in the games. Obviously, might people might have gotten annoyed with that. But like, why is Mario gotta be this? Uh, why does he sound like uh, you know the '90s Mario movie with uh, uh, you know the John Leguizamo over there, over there, over here? Like, I don't get it. I don't. Let me get you a mushroom over there. Uh, we do get to hear my Kegel Mike and Kegel Mike. Keegan Michael Keys, God, I can't talk today, Toad. And it sounds like they put some kind of filter on it, but it sounds great. The movie looks gorgeous, though. I will say that. But yeah, like, I'm, I'm looking at the trailer. Obviously, it's just Chris Pratt's regular voice. But, like, in the first time you hear him speak, it's like, it sounds like, it sounds like, what is this place? Like, what is this place? At that rate, I, like you should have just had Sebastian Maniscalco, who's in the movie, voice Mario. And then he says, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. And that's where I get the New York inflection, the here. Here we come. Right? Because that's how they talk over there. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. If it was just Chris Pratt's regular voice, he would have gone, here we go. Not, here we go. Anyway, I'm not spending a whole lot of time talking about that nonsense. It's it just, listen, and you'll, you'll hear it after I was explaining it to you in that accent. But, like I said, it's a gorgeous trailer. I can't wait for the movie to come out. Um, we also learned Hideo Kojima's new game will feature Elle Fanning. Um, no word yet on when that game will come out. Um... Steam decks are available a lot easier now than they used to be, so you don't need a reservation for them anymore. Um, so if you've been waiting to get one, you don't need to, like, try to get one. So it's a lot easier now. Um, Silent Hill director, like director of the game, says that Konami has multiple games in development. Multiple Silent Hill games in development. That's interesting to see if that actually plays out. Um, speaking of Activision, allegedly a new Crash game is being teased. Uh, a lot of Twitch streamers and the like have been sent, um, various swag packs in regards to Crash 4 coming to PC and Steam, uh, later this month, and they're also teasing something for the Game Awards, which is in December. So, 
So, it seems as if we potentially might be getting Crash 5 um, in uh, sometime next year, um, from what it sounds like. And speaking of games making a comeback, Crystal Dynamics has been sending out surveys to people asking if they want any new Legacy of Kane game. I know a lot of people are into that. Um, let's see if enough people give them a yes to make it. Um, Arcane Studios has now confirmed that Deathloop takes place in the Dishonored universe, which makes me think... I think Dishonored takes place in, like, the past. So that makes me think that Deathloop is in the far future, I guess? I don't know. Um... In the ever-growing list of devices and things that can run Doom, uh, modders have been able to get Doom to run 60 frames per second in Microsoft Notepad, of all things. I don't get it. Why? Like, I sent this to a friend, and he, of course, brought up the ever-famous quote from Jurassic Park from Ian Malcolm. Your scientists never stop to think if they could and never stop to think of if they should i know i butchered that quote but you know what i mean you know what i mean why why uh square enix has gone through a renaming now that they are owned by the embracer group their new name and uh is onoma and they have a new colorful logo to go along with it um we learned that the last of us when they cast bella ramsey uh, to play as the, um, what's her name? I don't remember her name in the game. I never played the game, but um, Ellie. She plays Ellie. Um, so Bella Ramsey was being interviewed by USA Today, and they told her when she auditioned, if they, they asked her if she had played the game, and they told her, don't, which is an interesting take. Um she said, quote, I was actually encouraged not to play the game. After my first audition, they asked me, have you played it? I said, nope. And they said, keep it that way. I did watch some of the gameplay on YouTube just to get a sense of it, quote unquote. That's, um, that's really interesting because I'm very, um, very confused by that. Why, why would you want someone to not have an understanding of, of the lore of the franchise? I get it. Maybe you want them to go in fresh and give their own take on it. But at the same time, when you do shit like that, you have the chance of A, alienating the fans, and B, you end up with whatever the fuck the Halo show was. Anyway. Uh, the Street Fighter VI beta... Um, which was closed, uh, seems to have impressed a lot of people. A lot of people um, saying that it, it's it's one of the best fighting games they've played, even for a beta. Um, we got some funny, interesting characters out of their character creation tool. Um, and uh, they've been talking about the drive rush mechanic, which is a new power-up, I guess, that, that we're going to get in the game um, and drive impact, but we'll see what happens when the game launches. Uh, 
uh, next year. Um, but like I said, the beta seems to have impressed a lot of people, even people that were somewhat cautious about the game. Uh, TwitchCon was this past weekend. I did not attend. Um, I have gone to several in the past, but was unable to make it this year. Um, granted, I'm a little farther from Twitch than I was in the past in terms of using Twitch and things like that. Um, but there was a big foam pit that apparently a lot of streamers were jumping into, but apparently it wasn't deep enough. Um, and several people got very, very hurt. Um, Adriana Chechik, who is now a Twitch streamer, and if you're wondering, why is that name familiar? Uh, she used to be one, uh, an actress in the adult entertainment industry. Yes, she was in pornographic material. Um, she broke her back in two places jumping into the foam pit. Uh, Lenovo was the one hosting the booth. Um, and per BuzzFeed News, uh, it was less than two deep, feet deep at points. I guess normal... Normal foam pits are a lot deeper. I, I don't know much about foam pits. I don't really know many go into them. Um, I guess they had like a gladi gladiator-style battle pit in them. Um, when she fell, she said she, quote, I can't get out, unquote. Um, then she followed up with a tweet saying, quote, Well, I broke my back in two places, and I'm getting surgery to put a meter rod in for support today. Send your support. Uh... When it rains, it pours. I'm definitely feeling the rain right now, quote-unquote. Um, a lot of other people said they don't know if they can trust Twitch anymore. Obviously, I don't know if it's necessarily Twitch's fault. I, don't, I wonder who's on the hook for this. Is it Lenovo because it's their booth? Is it the convention center? Is it Twitch for hosting the event? Um, streamer Locke Van Ness. Um, Jumped into the pit as well. She dislocated her knee as a result. Um, another streamer um, broke their ankle or something. Like, a few people got really hurt in this foam pit. And foam pits are meant to be not dangerous. That's the whole point of a foam pit. Um, but I guess Twitch is investigating. Um, but we'll see... What happens with that? Um, wouldn't that be funny if that was the downfall of Twitch? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Phil Spencer released a video recently. I, I don't under, I don't remember what he was doing, but Phil always gives out videos. And another new Xbox peripheral was play placed in plain sight. This time, though, it was a model. Or potential look of their upcoming stream streaming box. Um, yes, some of you are saying, well, what about the Series S? But no, this is like for Xbox Cloud Gaming. So, no hard drive, no, um, no motherboard, no uh, graphics card, no uh, GPU, no, uh, none of that. This would literally just be like a... a Tabletop box, think Amazon Fire TV or Apple TV, like literally like that. And it's it's not very big. Um, 
and essentially this is potentially what the Xbox Cloud Gaming streaming dongle might look like. Um, it was confirmed by Xbox later, but we'll see when that actually comes out and what the final product will eventually look like. Um, 2K Games was hacked recently. Uh, they did confirm that it was no financial data. Uh, however, personal information was obtained last month um, via a hack that affected its support section. Uh, no indication, though, like I said, that financial data was taken. Um, so email addresses, gamer tags, console details were all stolen and put up for sale. They said, quote, there is no indication that any of your financial information or passwords held on our system were compromised, quote unquote. Um, 2K has been emailing people through their support. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, it doesn't believe the hack got information, though, from linked accounts. So if you link with your PlayStation or Xbox account, it doesn't think that information. Um, still look out for suspicious activity across them. Um, I link mine with Xbox, so I'll keep an eye out via, like, 2K NBA. Um, uh, Rockstar was hacked, of course. Uh, so I wonder if they're connected in any way. Um... Google has announced a partnership with several brands to make new gaming-focused Chromebooks. Um, these will be coming from Acer, Asus, and Lenovo. Uh, they, Like I said, they will be designed for cloud gaming, um, so NVIDIA GeForce Now or Xbox Cloud Gaming. Um, the first one is Acer's Chromebook 516 GE. It will feature 120 Hertz uh, WQXGA display with anti-ghosting, RGB keyboard, Wi-Fi 6E, and force canceling and DTS speakers. Um, it'll have several configuration options with RAM up to 16 gigs, storage up to 256 gigs on a NVMe SSD, and two CPU options, Intel Core i5-1240 or an i7-1260. Uh, it will start at $649 and be available at Best Buy. Then we have the Asus Chromebook Vibe CX55 Flip. It has a 144Hz FHD display, anti-ghosting keyboard, Wi-Fi 6 connectivity, and a 720p camera. It has Harman Kardon certified dual speakers. Uh, and it, you can also have an option with an Intel Core i7, 16 gigs of RAM, and 512 gigabytes of SSD storage. Um, the next option, so more storage, uh, is Lenovo's IdeaPad Chromebook. It's got a 120 hertz WQXGA display, RGB anti-ghosting keyboard, 8 gigs of RAM, Wi-Fi 6E connectivity, 4 speaker system with wave audio tuning. Uh, you can either get an i3 or i5 CPU both 12th gen, uh, you can get 128 of EMMC SSD or M.2 PCIe 2242 and either 256 or 512 gigs. Um, that one will be available sometime later this month at a starting price of $599. Unfortunately, there's no price on Asus's system. Um, we're entering the streaming 
game streaming era, folks, between the, um, who is that, Logitech device uh, announced last week, the Chromebooks, uh, Xbox Game Pass, or Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to the MetaQuest um, with these new Chromebooks. A, a lot of things are, are, are changing here, folks. A lot of things are changing. Um, like I just mentioned, Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to the MetaQuest. Uh, along with that, the MetaQuest Pro was announced, but it's more for enterprise. That's not necessarily for gaming. Um, you can pre-order it now on Amazon, and it's available October 25th. It's got several improvements over the Quest 2, such as a new optical stack, uh, which replaces the Fresnel lenses. Um, it's got the new Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 Plus, and it allows for virtual reality to run at 50% more power than the MetaQuest 2 with better thermal dissipation. Um, it's supposed to have 37% more pixels per inch, 10% greater pixels per degree than the Quest 2. Um, it's more slimmer and more compact. It's got different lenses, curved cell battery. Um, it's got Touch Pro controllers. So you can track your position in a 3D space. Um, I guess... Yeah, it's, it's meant more for work. Um, it, it's still got a ton of content and, and updates still planned uh, for the Meta Quest 2. But the, the Quest Pro is backwards compatible with Quest 2 apps and games. Uh, it is available now, like I said, for pre-order for $14.99.99. Available for pre-order on Amazon. But they wanted to reiterate, it is for work, not games. Um, it is more, um, essentially it's, it's a, a, like I said, it's a, um, it's for enterprise essentially. Um, they want it, they want it to replace your laptop essentially. We'll see though what happens with that. I'm sure a lot of people will ultimately get it for games. I wonder if those controllers work though with the quest. Um, ultimately though, we'll, we'll see. Um, that'd be cool if those new controllers work with the Quest 2. I wonder, I'm sure it's just a software update. Um, they also bought an, a studio, uh, that was behind the Resident Evil VR games. Uh, and along with that, Among Us VR was announced for a release on November 10th. Uh, they also announced several VR games are coming to MetaQuest, including... The previously PSVR exclusive Iron Man VR. Um, PS5 shipments are up in the United States. Um, they're up 400%. So it looks like Sony is producing more of them than it was last year. Um, this is a senior analyst at MST Financial, David Gibson, shared via Twitter uh, that there was a huge spike in the number of units being shipped to the U.S. this past month. Um... Obviously, they probably want to get a lot of consoles in hands or available to be in people's hands for God of War Ragnarok next month. Um, and obviously for the upcoming holidays. But uh, we'll see if it's enough to support it, though. I, people still can't get their hands on in the unit. 
Uh, FIFA 23 has broken franchise records with 10 million players at launch, which is... That seems really low for FIFA to me. I don't know. Um, Square Enix is shutting down its Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier mobile game. <laughs> not even a year. Did not even last a year. And they're shutting it down. Um, and that's it for gaming. That is it for gaming this week. Next week, uh, Gotham Knights comes out, but that's next Friday. So we won't have anything on that game for two weeks. So be here in two weeks, at least, to listen to a Gotham Knights first impressions or review, depending on whatever I get done. Uh, let's move on to TV. Um, HBO Max's Velma show uh, announced its voice cast, along with it causing a fervor in some corners of the internet um, in regards to Velma's sexuality. I don't really care. I always thought she was gay, personally. That's just me. Anyway, Velma is a new adult-themed uh, Scooby-Doo show. Uh, that will focus on Velma. It was uh, conceived and uh, and is produced by Mindy Kaling, uh, Kaling, who you might know from The Office. Um, she will voice Velma. Uh, Sam Richardson is voicing Shaggy. Constance Wu will be voicing Daphne. And Glenn Howerton of It's Always Sunny and AP Bio will be voicing Fred Jones. Uh, several other, other actors are in the show. Um, including Melissa Fumero, Russell Peters, um, who, some, Jane Lynch, uh, Wanda Sykes, Cherry Jones, Frank Welker will be in the show, the original voice of Fred. Uh, he's actually playing voice, Fred's father, which is funny. Um, Stephen Root, Nicole Byer, Gary Cole, Weird Al will be in it, um, Ming-Na Wen. A lot of people are going to be uh, in this show. So please, I think it's going to be funny. Um, but we'll see. It, it dropped the first trailer. Um, we'll see how everything turns out, though. The only issue I have is Scooby-Doo's not in it. That's why it's called Velma. That's right. It's a Scooby-Doo show featuring Mystery Inc., Sans their dog. That's, uh... I, I don't know what the hell's going on over at HBO Max, man. I don't care about the cast. I don't care about them changing the, the color of the characters. I don't care that Velma's gay. But no Scooby? Like, what the fuck? How do you have those characters without Scooby? Then they're just weird teenagers solving crimes and trespassing. Whatever. <laughs> um, Netflix, and this is a very, very ironic thing. Netflix released a trailer for their upcoming comedy about the last blockbuster. <laughs> oh, the irony. It looks, no, it looks really good, though. It's from one of the creators of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Melissa Fumero's in it. Um, so is... Uh, um, I, oh, uh, uh, the guy, oh, shit, uh, Randall Park, who's hilarious, um, this show's gonna be great, 
I cannot wait. It's set to premiere um, November 3rd on Netflix. Uh, it is a comedy. I think it's going to be hilarious. Um, Keanu Reeves, uh, who was set to make his debut on television in Leonardo DiCaprio's Devil in the White City, has quit the production. Uh, no word yet on who will replace him in the show. That was supposed to start filming very soon. Uh, HBO Max at New York Comic Con announced... Um, New York Comic Con was this w- past weekend, too. Not a whole lot of major things, um, but we did learn that C- Titans will drop on HBO Max on November 3rd. Uh, Doom Patrol Season 4 drops on December 8th. Um, we got a trailer for the Rings of Power season finale, even though it didn't really show off anything new. Uh, we got a new trailer for Star Trek Picard Season 3, which features the Enterprise F. Uh, it features the return of Moriarty. If you're a big TNG fan, you know why Moriarty is a big deal. Um, it features lore. So that explains why Brent Spiner is in the show yet again, despite Data uh, leaving in Season 1. So all that happened at New York Comic Con. Um, George R.R. R. Martin uh, told Patty Considine, who plays Viserys Targaryen in um, in uh, House of the Dragon, that his Vis- Viserys, Viserys is better than the one he wrote. Um, he Patty Considine was talking to GQ, and he said that, um, quote, what I found really interesting about him was that he wasn't corrupted by power. He just wanted peace. He wanted people to be happy at the end of the day, but that makes him weak. So what would have made him more relatable if he was a dictator, if he was a tyrant? Would that be more satisfying? It's not who he is. Um... I got a text that simply said, your viscerus is better than my viscerus. It was from George R. R. Martin, and I thought, that'll do it. Thanks for trusting me. Um, Quote, unquote. Uh, George R. R. Martin did end up confirming this, um, even saying he almost wants to go back and rewrite (laughs) Fire and Blood, the book that the show is based on, uh, and to have his viscerus um, in the book be more like how Patty portrayed him in the show. Um... I'm loving the show. This week's episode was great. Um, it it really is interesting how they're setting up the Civil War, essentially. Um, and the time jumps are helping. We had another one, actually. Uh, and then George R. R. Martin has said that they will need at least four seasons, at least four seasons, um, to tell the true, that whole story of the Dance of Dragons, the Death of Dragons, however you want to describe it um but they'll need at least four seasons to portray the book properly so we'll see if they ultimately get that time um colin farrell was speaking with a news outlet and confirms that the penguin will take place literally a week after the batman Uh, he said he praised the script and he says he can't wait to get to filming uh, so that all of us can watch it um Trevor Noah has set his last episode for The Daily Show for December 8th. Uh, Trevor Noah will be leaving the net, uh, leaving the show. Um, and uh, no word yet on who the new host will be. Uh, but he did say, um, 
or Comedy Central did say when the show returns in January, it will be with a relaunch of the network, whatever that means. I don't know how you can relaunch Comedy Central, to be honest. Um, let me see. Uh, Avenue 5 returns to HBO. Um, it didn't even give like an, uh, uh, an explainer. The show hasn't been on for like two years. And it doesn't give like a, a, a recap. And just drops you in to the show like six months later. Which I was like, uh... I think I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the last few episodes of the first season. Uh, before I continue watching this one. Um, but it was funny. I will say that. It was funny. Um, and before we get into reviews of some episodes... Uh, we've learned that, um, I, I guess, you know, Discovery, now that they've taken over uh, Warner Brothers, is um, they're doing some interesting things with, uh, with their new, newly owned properties um, that I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, we're learning... Uh, that they have shut down their diversity-focused uh, studio Stage 13 and television workshop program, uh, although later they confirmed the workshop program will continue uh, under a different branch at their diversity, equity, and inclusion unit. Um, and they're also going to be cutting from Adult Swim, DC, and more. Uh, this is all per variety. Um they're looking to cut, save $3 billion following the merge with Discovery. Uh, Stage 13 is behind Netflix's special, um, and it's Bruno. Um, they want to do champion creators from underrepresented communities. Uh, Warner Brothers Television Workshop looked to train new creative talents in writing and directing, but it looks like that might live on. Um, per The Hollywood Reporter, like I said, it looks like DC Comics, Adult Swim, and Cartoon Network might come under fire. Um, layoffs will impact several departments across the company. Nobody knows, though, what shows might be affected. They've already been pulling so many things from HBO Max, which, again, is just very strange. Now we're learning uh, that Cartoon Network Studios and Warner Brothers Animation are essentially going to be merged under one division, but they'll stay, quote-unquote, distinct. Um, they laid off 82 staffers across scripted, unscripted, and animation divisions. Um, this is, was confirmed by Polygon. Um, it will leave 43 of the currently unfulfilled positions empty, which is a lot. Um, but Warner Brothers Animation, Cartoon Network Studios, and Hanna-Barbera Studios Europe will remain distinct despite being merged. Um, However, WB, uh, Warner Brothers Animation and Cartoon Network Studios will definitely be merged here in the U.S. Um, per deadline, um, they step back on shuttering the workshop. Like I said, that's why I said they later confirmed they're keeping it open. Um, this is, I am going to all blame David Zaslav. I almost think Disney would have been better off buying them at this point. Um, they've already laid off 14% of HBO Max staff. Um, they say, per, they told Variety that, quote, output will remain the same, quote unquote. Um, that's, uh, I don't understand, um, 
how this is happening or how this is playing out. Um, cartoon brew. So essentially, it, it sounds like they're almost killing Cartoon Network. I, I don't know. Um, who knows what this means? Who knows if this is a long term? Like, here's my thing. If you want to have a streaming service and you want to merge it with your Discovery Plus platform, and HBO Max is already doing somewhat well, why would you alienate a large portion of your audience? Why would you get rid of a lot of your content all to save a quick buck? Um, I, I just... This is a very interesting, very, very interesting thing. Who knows? Like, and, and then you have Adult Swim, right? Which brings a lot of people in. Um, I, I, it's very, 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 very interesting to see how this all plays out. And how, what other shows might get killed or hurt or removed from access in the future. Um... I, I I don't know. And we'll see how many layoffs affect it. This is very strange. It, it, it doesn't seem like a smart move all to save a quick buck. That, that's all I'm saying. Why don't you take a pay cut, Zaslav? Why don't you stop funding so many bullshit reality programs on the Discovery Networks that all used to be about learning and now seem more focused on spectacle and not the truth and not reality like shark week and then having megalodon projects knowing damn full well the megalodon does not exist anymore um continuing to air ancient aliens despite the fact that it's full of bullshit nonsense um the learning channel not being the learning channel anymore 90 day fiance what the fuck is that why why is that a program why is that a thing? So people, like, I get it. People like that show. But it is ridiculous. And I say this as someone who watches one, maybe two reality programs now. Okay, the Selling Sunset has come into my life recently. But I really only watch Jersey Shore. But I watch Jersey Shore knowing damn well that a lot of that shit is played up for the drama. What I don't understand is why the Discovery Networks and all this stuff have also played into that bullshit nonsense. I get HGTV, but my issue with HGTV is some stuff seems real, some stuff seems fake. Why did you have to give Chip and Joanna Gaines their own goddamn network? Right? I get they're a big brand, but did they deserve their own network? Why did... Uh, or why, like I said, the Learning Channel. You have my six, my eight hundred pound life. Why are we? Why are we watching this show? Why are we watching shows about th things that that it, it doesn't make sense to me? It doesn't, right? The only channel that has yet to buy into all that bullshit drama is the Food Network, because in reality, you can't dramatize cooking food. You can't. I, I don't know. I think Zaslav needs to go. Anywho, let's get on to reviews of shows. Uh, I started talking about House of the Dragon and how great it was. Um, 
and now we're learning that the Civil War will all erupt over a misunderstanding of the prophecy of the Song of Ice and Fire, in which Aegon is being spoken about. Uh, other than that, though, how about Damon just chopping off Vaymon's head? Oh my god. That was fucking ridiculous. Um, Rings of Power. Woo. Like I said, season finale this week. Uh, Mordor is now fully established. We're still have so many questions about the stranger and who he is. More and more people now definitely think it's Gandalf. Um, some people still think it's Sauron in disguise. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but obviously shit's going to be going down on Numenor now that the queen is blind. Uh, Rick and Morty riffs on Jurassic Park in a very hilarious way. Uh, as well as Arrival. Um, I thought it was a great episode with dinosaurs returning and making everything better for a short period of time. That was funny. And then Andor today. So far, the best episode of Andor. And I I might put it in the top three of all Star Wars or episodes of Star Wars TV shows to date. Um, like I'd put this with like the finale of Obi-Wan. And then probably the season one finale of Mandalorian. No, season two Mandalorian uh, with Luke appearing. Um, honestly, it was also one of the prettiest episodes uh, because it features that event that they've been building up to all season where some kind of celestial event in the sky with stars and things like that, and meteors, it's like a meteor shower, it was great, it was tense, uh, it showed off the Empire in an interesting way, it showed off this fledgling rebellion cell in a great way, honestly, I am so excited now for more Andor because of how good yesterday's episode was, literally, or yesterday, today's episode was literally amazing, if, if you've been kind of weird on Andor, please make sure you watch this week's episode. It was damn near perfect. Um, and with that, let's move on to the movies. Um, we've learned that James Cameron has already finished filming the first act of Avatar 4. <laughs> he has been filming them back to back, I guess. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um... We know that Daredevil is now in the MCU after No Way Home and then his amazing appearance on She-Hulk last week, um, which also set up the finale. Um, but Isa Gonzalez, a famous actress, has not been cast as Elektra, despite all the fan castings, and she wants people to stop bugging her about it. Um, Ezra Miller was spotted filming reshoots for The Flash, meaning that the actor, um, I guess they have impressed Warner Brothers enough to show that they have come around um, enough to keep their role as The Flash, uh, and they were spotted filming reshoots uh, for the movie, which is expected sometime next year now. Uh, Kenneth Branagh announces uh, he is going to be filming one more 
at least one more Her- Hercule Poirot film uh, based on the Agatha Christie novels. Uh, this will be A Haunting in Venice, one of Agatha Christie's last books, which features a Poirot and Poirot. Poirot? I literally just watched Death on the Nile, and I can't remember his damn name. Um, okay, it's Poirot. That's what I thought. Um, Poirot, it's A Haunting in Venice. It will feature a retwi- retired Poirot who's dragged into a murder investigation. Uh, so it sounds like it may be the last one from Kenneth Branagh. Um, big news out of Marvel. Blade has officially been put on hold. Um, as they search for a new director, I guess. Um, it was supposed to be released next November. That's not happening anymore. Hollywood Reporter says that because of Basim Tariq's departure, uh, two weeks ago, Marvel has to use a long break to find a new director. Um... Unfortunately, because of all this, many other Marvel films have been delayed, meaning that Blade was maybe more more important than we thought. Um, Blade now has a new date of September 6th, 2024, almost a full year delay from its original November release. Um, Deadpool 3 now will come out November 8th, 2024. Uh, two months after its original September release, which is weird because they literally just announced that like a week ago. Um, Fantastic Four now goes from November 8th, 2024 to February 14th, 2025. So that's uh, three months. An untitled, untitled Marvel movie that we don't know the title of, which was originally set for November 7th, 2025, or previously set for... February 14th, 2025, now has a release of November 7th, 2025. Avengers Secret Wars, which was originally set for May 1st of 2026, will now release November 7th, 2025. So now we're going to have almost a full year between Avengers movies. And some other untitled Marvel film, which was set for May 1st of 2026, has now been removed from the schedule. So, as we can see, several massive delays for upcoming Marvel films, all because Blade lost its director. Uh, We'll see, granted, all these can still change, um, and if Blade finds a director very quickly, who knows? These these dates can go back to what they were. Um, Pour one out for Angela Lansbury. The... uh, British Dame has passed away at the age of 96, famous for her role as Mrs. Potts in the Beauty and the Beast movie, as well as, um, I can't think of her name. She was in the Murder, She Wrote television show, several Disney films over the course of her career, um, passes away at 96. Uh, Tom Cruise will be the first actor to perform an actual spacewalk on film. Uh, for a movie. Um, he is still set to work with NASA uh, to fly to the International Space Station. Um, they want to make him the first civilian to do a spacewalk outside of the space station. Um, and speaking with the BBC Universal Film Entertainment Group Chairwoman Donna Langley said um, 
the rest of the film crew are going to take a rocket, including him. Um, the mo- She says, quote, the movie's overarching plot actually takes place on Earth, and then the character needs to go up to space to save the day. Um, Tom Cruise is taking us to space. He's taking the world to space. That's the plan. We have a great project in development with Tom that does con- contemplate him doing just that. Taking a rocket up to space station and shooting and hopefully being the first civilian to do a spacewalk outside of the space station, quote-unquote, Langley said over Zoom to the BBC. Um, it doesn't have a name. It was announced in 2020. Uh, Tom Cruise and Doug Lyman are producing. Um, they previously worked together on American Made and Edge of Tomorrow. So they've worked together before. This is this is going to be wild. This man has no no bounds. No bounds. Um, Sydney Sweeney has announced that she will be producing and starring in a reboot of the sci-fi film Barbarella, which uh, originally featured um, Bridget Jane Fonda in the 1970s. I think that movie came out. Uh, and then Ryan Reynolds is... Uh, production company is going to be making a documentary about John Candy, which uh, sign me up for. I love John Candy. Um, we'll see, though, ultimately uh, what that ends up being about and how long it will take. I expect that to probably take a year, a little less than a year. Documentaries don't take as long. Um, but we'll see. We'll see, indeed. Uh, thank you guys this week for listening to Nixter News. Um, that was episode 231, October 12th. Um, as always, make sure to check out NixnerNews.com where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser. Uh, or if you prefer, you can listen to us on the go. You can uh, find links to our Spotify page, our Google Podcast page, our Apple Podcast page. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music. We're on all the major streaming services. Hey, we even got a Discord now. Um, But you guys can listen to us in a whole bunch of different places. Um, Also, while you're there, check out the social media tab where you guys can see uh, all of our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feeds. Or, if you prefer, just search Nixner News on your preferred social media platform of choice. Uh, And with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.